meeting is being recorded. Hi, we're good. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. I think this is almost uh, four episodes in four days or something like that, Charlie. It's been pretty full on, like. It's been a busy week, evidently. Exactly. I'm joined by Jack and Charlie tonight, except for it's a different Jack. It says, Jack Banks, how are you, Jack? Good. Good. Nice to have you on the podcast, mate. Uh, Jack Gillies, our usual Jack, he's uh, living up big time in Europe. Uh, he's away on a European tour in Berlin, so hopefully least, he's keeping himself safe and least there's one. At uh, least there's one hubby making a European tour this year, mate. Exactly. Aye. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm busy, busy day at work, but um, busy week as well. I didn't think we'd be doing four podcasts this week, but um, aye, I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, just as busy, mate. Just as busy, even being off working that day, like still with the amount of this definitely become a part time job. That's for sure. It's no longer for fun. Um, but no, so we've got Jack on the podcast. Whenever we have someone new in the podcast, we like to ask my wee list of questions, Jack. So if you're all right with that, we can ask you some questions just so the fans can get to know you. Yep. Yeah, right. Jack, who's your all-time favourite Hibs player, if you had to pick one? Martin Boyle. Martin Boyle. What, why Why Boyle? Uh, I, I thought he was just a good player for us. Yeah, I would agree. What's been your favourite derby memory? Hmm. Probably uh, when Boyle scored the two goals a few years ago. At, at Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a uh, good one. Um. What's your um? What's been your favourite Hibs kit? Oh, eh, uh, don't know eh uh, what season it's for, but it's the um, like rainbow goalie one. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that kicking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next question is: Who do you want to be the new? Well, I'll ask you another question first. Do you think getting rid of Maloney was the right idea? Yeah, uh, I thought it was too early, but if he. I thought we should have kept them until the end of the season, but I thought you should have went. Right, okay, so you're kind of happy with it now in hindsight, but you thought it maybe deserved a bit more time. Mm. Um, right, which leads me to my next question. Who do you think the next manager should be? I've got two answers for that. Either David Martindale or maybe Dick Campbell for uh, our broth. Well, Campbell's not a bad show. I've never heard anyone else say that, actually. I've not seen that day in the rounds. And uh, the last question is, tell us a wee bit about your Hibs podcast, but where you've got a Hibs podcast yourself, Jack. So tell the listeners where we can find it and what type of things you talk about on your podcast, mate. Uh, you can find it on uh, like Spotify and uh, talk about like any and Hibs. And what's the name of the podcast? The High B Chat. The High B Chat. I like it. Good. Right, so... If you didn't already know, Jack is Charlie's actually Charlie's wee brother. Um, should have said that at the start. So hey, it's not just some random fan we found. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two two banks is on the show tonight. Um, so guys, just first of all, we're going to get to the St. Mirren uh, preview in a wee bit. But first of all, obviously we were part of um, sort of Ron Gordon's media uh, Q and A yesterday, and um. I just want to ask you, Charlie, there was several topics we covered. We covered recruitment. We covered um, the sort of the direction of the club and the five-year plan. We covered the sacking of Maloney. We covered sort of the culture the culture of the club and we, um, sort of the people that are working in and around Hibs and sort of looking to the future in terms of not just the playing squad, but um, everything sort of to do with the club. 
what I'm assuming you both had a chance to listen to listen um, listen back. Are you happy with Ron Gordon's answers? The answers he gave. How? Did, what was your sort of thoughts on that? I'll come to you first, Charlie. What was your sort of thoughts on the whole sort of media Q and A that they have enough time to sort of gather all that information? I think um, I think he was pretty defensive um, over some elements of the. I think the bit that surprised me most was how much emphasis he put on revenue rather than the playing squad. Um, I mm. think that's that wasn't a good. Well, for me, I want to hear that Ron's got vision for a winning football team rather than rather than our revenues went up. 65 percent or you know figures like that that doesn't really that doesn't as a hibs fan that doesn't impress me whereas if he said that i'm i've well obviously he did say that our transfer budgets went up 35 percent which does it which does excite me a little bit because for years Hibs haven't been a spending squad you know our max our biggest sorry our transfer signing we've made is ulysses de la cruz at seven hundred and seventy-five thousand pounds and for a club of Hibs's size and stature, that that's too low. We should be spending, and albeit we've not had the money, we should be spending over a million pound on players going forward. And and I think that's really what Ron is trying to get at. And I think you know he's obviously passionate about the club, and he come across that way mm. where he just even the idea that Ron's happy to have fans on, albeit podcasts like it's not open to every fan, which. Which it is what it is. Like um, we were obviously lucky enough to be asked on. It shows that he has a care over the club that maybe Tom Farmer and Rob Petrie and the previous regimes haven't had, where they're happy to speak to fans and they're happy, you know, calling from long bangers is drafting an email to center on about the players. And that, you know, that that says a lot that Ron obviously has a care over the club. I I, th- I thought it was good. I thought um I thought he was pretty defensive, but that's natural. And I think he obviously wants the best for the club, which was which was evident in what he said. Mm. And Jack, I'm not sure if you've had the chance to listen to it, but was there any? Did you have any big takeaways? Uh, I agree with Charlie that he was really uh, defensive, and he was talking about the like players that we signed in the last like five six months, but uh, they haven't really made an impact on the team. So I think mm-hmm. he needs to. Like buy more, or get more. Like yeah, those. I think it, I think he alluded to that a wee bit as well, saying that he was aware that there was like holes in the squad and sort of places areas that need filled. Like he talked about a striker and things like that as well. But on that oh. on that Calvin, though, there's been there's been gaps in that squad for a couple of years now, and they've not been filled. Aye. Like you look at centre back, the centre backs. There's still gaps there because Rocky's not cutting the mustard. Like Hanlon's thirty five, McGregor's thirty six. Like and that I've just plucked those ages out of thin air. That I think about that. Porteous is twenty ish and is probably going to leave in the summer. So we're definitely lacking numbers there. Paul McGinn's probably going to leave as well. So and it it's it felt like he said the same stuff that we've been hearing for years. There's holes in the squad. I, there are, but you need to do something about it. That's going to Melkerson's great great signing, but he's only twenty. Eh, nineteen. Sorry, he's nineteen. Um, like. We need to, we need these gaps filled in the summer. And from what Ron Gordon said, I think I think he will come good on that. I think he mm-hmm. I think he is a man that he says something and he does it. And I think we'll see a big summer window. We have to see a big summer window. Mm-hmm. I think uh, my sort of thoughts on that yesterday was I was surprised that 
how open he was. I think he was defensive at some parts, but he, he reassured me quite a lot. And to be honest, here, like I bought into his vision, mm. and after I sort of seen that, you know, the the big thing that got me was the fact he said that you know Hibs Hibs should be a team that's winning. He, he, he it is a it is a results from a results focused business, but the fact that the current results that they weren't good enough, like he wasn't he wasn't trying to make a change. Like I said previously, I thought it might have been quite stubborn and tried to stick with the load even though it wasn't working. Um, but I think it was open and honest. They took that on the chin. And it was funny because if you look at the club, I think actually everything everything about the club is, is pretty good except from the football, which I know if you look at that, you'll laugh because hence in the name, Hibernian Football Club. Mm-hmm. However, like, I think he's right when he said, you know, the... They are, the development team's good, you know, they're beating the old firm, uh, beating Hearts and things like that, Aberdeen compete with teams like that. You look at the social media side of things, that's been really, really good. Engagement with the fans, fan engagement, having other people on our podcasts and all that. I think as well, the, um, you know, the sort of initiatives like football for a fiver and all like that, like knowing the demographic, like, you know, sort of like the poverty areas and that around Easter Road and that, like, you know, getting people to the match and that, like, I think a lot of that's been really good and, like, the sponsorship deals and that, like, all the sponsorship deals, like, uh, Greg McCurin, that's been able to get this year, like, I think that's been really, really good and there has been a lot of that in recent years, even just, like, um, stuff in the shop, like, bringing back the retro shirts and all that, like, all those skills, like, I do think all of that's been really, really good, but I just think it's what's missing is putting the ball in the back of the net and I was going him happy with three points because, like I said, you can have all of that and that is great, but if you're not winning, nobody's, uh, Nobody's interested, do you know what I mean? I just kind of thought, I kind of felt it was missing the point a wee bit, and I'll let you jump in on this, Charlie. I thought it was missing the point a wee bit because I thought the way to build, for me, and I, I'm not a businessman, so I don't know, but I, I would say the way to build revenue would be to win matches. If you win matches, people will come. Mm. I think on that as well, the money side of things, it was interesting when he said that when he came in, we had money, sorry, we had the budget that was closer to Mullerwell than it was Hearts, which... <clears throat> We should never ever, Hibs should never be a team that's got less money in the bank than our city rivals. We should always have the same, if not more. Um, yeah. So, and I think we're, we're def- had we finished top six, we'd have been a lot closer to that. But I think that there was two things that I maybe forgot to pick up on that, um, that were really f- alarming when he said, and it was more, and it was the first one was the whole, our squad's good enough to be top six. And I think when you look at it, I think this is this is definitely why Maloney's no the manager anymore. When you look at the Ross County squad, the Motherwell squad, the Motherwell squad, they are they've got a much worse squad than we do in their top six. And I think that's maybe yeah. why he's pulled the plug on Maloney this early. Um, and secondly, the bit and I felt it was really disrespectful when he said the whole idea of we want the best people at the club, and and if that means that Sue McLernan and Colin Miller and that are getting sacked, then so be it. Um, which is the way I took it, and it, it maybe not be the way Ron intended it, but mm-hmm. I felt like it was a bit disrespectful. But Sue's given forty years to this club, and it was like, well, that doesn't really matter if you're not the best person for the job, you're out. You know, like I felt like it was a wee bit disrespectful, but I could I can see both sides of the argument on it. All right, did you did you hear that bit, Jack? When he said that, what was your sort of thoughts on that? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that bit? Mm, not really. Nah, I kind of thought, that's interesting, Charlie, because that, that, that's one of the bits that actually excited me a wee bit. Like, I thought, do you know what, like, fair, fair enough, like, obviously it is 
sad that soon that's left, but it, it was just the way he phrased the question. He, he gave it back to a camera, the guy's name who asked it. Like a guy from Hipster Cameron, his name, but the way he asked the question, it was really interesting when Gordon put it back to me. He says, Well, it's the pet. He, he saw the guy from Hipster, so I put uh, extra time, put it across his Oh, was, like, it, um, was it no? Um, I it was either Gav or Craig, I can't remember. I think uh, it doesn't matter, anyway. but the guy put it across saying, You know, are we losing this sort of like we're getting really like people who are Hibs fans that work for Hibs mm. and all that, and like you know, the um, Sue McLennan and Kenny Miller, that used to, I think it was Kenny Miller that done like the, the media stuff and that. And Ron said, Well, it depends what you want. I mean, do you want the, the guy asked, basically, sorry, I'm going on, but the guy asked, Are we losing this sort of like Hibs fans and the sort of Hibs feeling in and about the building because like people who are Hibs fans and get the club are leaving? And he said, Well, it sort of depends what you want. I mean, do you want like this lovey, feely, good, like family club or do you want, do you want to win? I didn't think he quite said you want to win, but something along those lines, I'd, I'd have to listen back. But I was I was quite impressed with that because I thought, wow, like he's not shied away from the question and he's been very he's very cutthroat as well. Um and, and, and I think I think we'll see that as as long as we're not going to go down and I'm I'm okay with being cutthroat as long as it's not the case of right, the next manager comes in, then four months we're we're sitting seventh, right? Out the door. Like I didn't even want us to go around this revolving door of managers. I, I don't, don't think I don't think I think we'll get the next one right. Um, and I think we'll be, and I think Ron's willing to back them. You've seen that way with yeah. how much we, well, how much we spent in January. Like we're never usually a club to spend 300 grand on a player. Like, and that goes back to my earlier point of, I want to see us spending more money. And I think, I think um, Ron, Ron made that comment, obviously about the, we want a Ferrari, but we've got Toyota money. And obviously that gained a lot of traction on social media for all the wrong reasons. But I- I like that. I like and that. I, 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 it was a good metaphor. I completely understood what he was saying. I buy into that idea of we need the money to buy the players. Like we're not going to, and Ron's not going to throw all his money at the club if we're if it's no if we're no making the money back. Like it's, it's what, Ron's not in that business of losing money. I think obviously no, he's yeah. lost he's lost a lot of money on sacking two managers this season. But I think I think we'll see I think we'll see some improvement there, and I think we'll see him spend. Like he's not, he's willing to do it. You've seen that with the screens and you see that with the kiosks and the, the hospitality. Uh, yeah. Like you say, just the fans didn't care about that, but it's important because that brings revenue into the club. But it, aye, it's all it's all it's mostly all positive. What well, one of the things that really stood out to me, and I'll come to both of you on this and get your opinion. One thing he, he, he said was that, you know, the idea sort of hibs it and things like that, that needs to go. And he also but the, the thing that stood out to me was he said you know, the word persevere or oh, we persevered, it doesn't really inspire him. And I thought, wow, I've actually never thought of it like that before, but he's absolutely right. Because he said, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, like persevere, like, oh, try so hard, but you never get there. And that has sort of been the motto of our club. And I do think that, you know, that's quite inspiring that it's obviously like that, that word's obviously like very sentimental to like our, to our club and what we've been through and the team that achieved, you know, winning the cup in 2016. But I really thought him saying, you know, that doesn't inspire me. It was like a fresh pair of eyes saying, look, let, let's actually try and take this club further. And let, let, let's try, you know, go to new heights that we maybe don't think we can reach. I kind of got that, that that vibe from it. What did you think when he said that, you know, that doesn't, the word persevere or persevering doesn't inspire him? What did you think of that, Jack? Um. Well, I think that he, he was talking about, like, trying with the club, but you need... But like if if we try, 
that doesn't mean anything. We need to actually succeed mm -hmm. instead. I agree with you there, mate. Charlie? I think it's all fine and well saying that, mate, but, like, and I agree with Ron, I think, and Calvin, you re you'll remember, it was about this time last year that we had, whether we Twitter uh, sort of thought about that, um, and it, it was about this time last year where, you know, we're sitting third in the league, we're in the cup, and it's like, it's all fine and well, but history doesn't show you that we actually win anything to back up these claims that we should be winning anything. And I yeah. think, and I think Ron's, Ron's alluded to that there slightly, where he's saying, like, it's all fine and well, I, we tried hard and we come up second, but that doesn't wash we're on, Gordon, I think. I think he wants, he wants it to be a, it, oh, we persevered and we won another one. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think he wants us to be a club where we're winning a cup every, I don't know, it was nine years between the CIS and the Scottish and it was 14. Yeah, it's only one average, about one every 10 years or something. Like, we, Hibs need to be a club where we're winning a trophy every two years. Every season would be ideal, but obviously with the money that Rangers and Celtic have, that's obviously difficult. But I, I think he wants us to be a club where we're finishing third or fourth consistently, we're winning cups consistently, and we're we're making supporters proud. Like you go back to that day in 2016, that was the best day every Hibs fan's life. And I think Ron wants that on a regular basis. I don't think he wants it to be a once in a blue moon thing by his comments there. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you. Um, do you have any sort of closing thoughts on that, AGM? I'm sure we'll be sort of returning back to what Ron said over the next couple of weeks. I mean, this isn't sort of like a, a one-and-done review of it. We'll come back to it. But you guys got any closing thoughts on anything he said? Jack, have you got anything? No. I think I think the one thing that I would say is as long as he gets this next one right, I'm willing to buy in. I think mm -hmm. if we're saying in this, and it was you and Fed down the slope asked the Ask the sort of the question like, what sort of are you gonna do to make sure we're not in this this scenario in the next six, eight, twelve months? I think I buy into that idea of well, we need to get this one right now, and we need to oh, yeah. move past it. It was a failed experiment, and that's all right um, as long as we get the next one right. So just to sort of move on, then uh, I've already touched on it a wee bit with Jack, but you know, there's a lot, a lot of sort of managers' names getting thrown around. Charlie, who who do you fancy for the job? Um, I've got I've got two un, two dream candidates and one that I think will actually happen. So, um, first one, Yondal Thomason that was at Malmo. I'd love to see us go for him. Uh, it was him in the summer that was winding the Rangers fans up, uh, saying mm -hmm. I think they need the money um, in the Champions League qualifier. So I'd love him just for the pure banter element of he'll wind the Rangers fans up. Um, second one, it's the I'd love to see us try and get someone. A bit like the boy at Bodo Glimp, the Nutson boy, I think. Um, and, you know, there's obviously been a lot of traction on social media about him recently. Um, I, I would like to see us get him, um, uh, purely on the fact of you've seen what he's done with Bodo Glimp this year on a reg relatively similar budget, I would imagine. Um, I'm, but, I'm just really, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm really surprised with that one because, I mean, that Bodo Glimp, like, what did they get to? Did they get to the quarterfinals of the Europa League? The Conference League, aye. Oh, sorry, the comments is that I, I'm not sure why they'd leave. I, I don't leave Bodo Glimp to come to Hibs. Like I don't, I don't. I just, I struggle to see that, especially I, I, like. Um, I mean, I don't know much about the guy, but he seems like a great, seems like a great manager from what everybody's saying. So I, I definitely want to give it a go, but I would be very, very surprised if that, if that, 
did happen. Mm. And uh, so those would be my two dream ones. I think realistically, I, I'm not actually sure to be honest. Like I've seen the list on social media and that, like the on that list, like there's nobody on that that strikes me as someone that I would love to see as a Hibs manager other than Keaton Nutson. But to mm-hmm. be honest, mate, I, th- I can actually see them go down the the route of we'll get an experienced head that knows Scottish football. To be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if we brought in someone like Derek McInnes or, you know, and I don't, I'm not saying I want Derek McInnes, but it wouldn't surprise me if Hibs go for someone like that. Um, so, mm-hmm. and to, I don't know who that is though. Eh? Like you've got Lennon, you've got Derek McInnes, you've got Tommy Wright, you've got Martindale, you know, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as someone that I would want. At, like, I don't want us to go down this. We've had him before. We'll get him again. It's not inspiring, is it? No, and I want us. I'd like to see us get someone like two, the two I mentioned there, just because it's a bit exciting, and it's a different market to tap into. But to be honest, mate, I'm happy. I'll be happy with anyone except Neil Lennon or Malky Mackay. Really, no, no Lennon. Uh, no. Jack, you touching that a wee bit, mate. You gave two really realistic yeah. candidates. Have you got anybody that you think would be good? That's a wee bit left field, a wee bit out there, like mm. a dream signing. I think Neil Lennon would would be all right since he he was he done all right with us before. I am a big I'm a big Lennon fan. I think the reason for it being is the guy's a winner. Like he's just he's very passionate in that, and I think he's he's everything a Hibs manager needs to be as well. Like you know when he plays Hearts, and he hates Hearts just as much as us. He hates Rangers just as much as us. Like I'm a. I enjoyed I enjoyed his time at the club and I was I think I think what looking back now in hindsight we backed the wrong horse back in Canberra, um unfortunately, but I, so you say Neil Lennon, mm. uh, I think for me I've been pushing the the Solshire uh, agenda today. I'd, I'd take it. I'd take it too. I mean I know a lot of people think it's far fetched, but I don't know if it's more far fetched than the Bodo Glup one because. I mean, he's currently out of job. A lot of people are saying money would be an issue, but I mean, the guy's already a multi-millionaire. Like, does he really need... I mean, he's got a nice hefty payoff for Man United and that. Does he need money? He might just like a challenge. Scotland's a beautiful country to live in. I mean, he, he won the, the elite series in the Norwegian first... Uh, the league twice uh, with Molda. Mm-hmm. He won the Norwegian Cup with Molda. Aye, but Calvin, he, 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 never, as well. he never won at Easter Road, though, so that would get him off to... <laughs> I would get him off exactly. that shaky start already. <laughs> uh, and you know, I just think he's a. I think he's a good manager. I think it would be a good pedigree for us. I think let the Norwegian Revolution begin. I think he'd be a really good sort of coach to sort of bring on Melkerson. I think he's partly responsible for turning Haaland into a beast mm. uh, during his time at Molde. Uh, I would. Uh, that's that's my horse. I'm backing. Uh, I would certainly like to see Solskjaer and Easter Road. I think it would be really really good. Do I think we'll get them? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to put it in the running there. I'm trying to get it out there and spread the word, but I don't, I don't know if many people are jumping on the bandwagon. Um, I think Ronnie Dyla would be a decent shout. Ronnie Dyla. That would excite me. Um, I, I don't know. I know he's been really successful recently in the MLS, but I don't know how he got on after he left Celtic. I believe he went back to Valarenga in Norway after he left Celtic. And I, I don't know how well he's done there, but I do know he's just won the MLS. But I think a lot of Celtic fans, um, they were they were pretty disappointed that he left. And they, they sort of felt he was maybe pushed under the bus a wee bit. 
I think they quite like them and would like to have given them a wee bit more time. Um, so I think that speaks measures as well. I think he was quite liked, well liked there, and um, I think he'd play, I think it'd be a decent appointment for us, whether he'll come or not. I mean, I don't know if he'd want to swap New York for Leith. That's quite a mm. that in itself is a big decision. So we'll need to wait and see. But um, right, we'll move on then. We've got talking about all these great managers. We're going to be Sir David Gray is going to be in charge for a trip to St Mirren. Um, again, again, I second time deja vu. Um, I'll come to you first, Jack. What's your sort of predictions for the game against St Mirren? Mm, I'm I'm confident in us, and I, I think we could win. But uh, David Gray is manager. I, I don't know. What do you think David Gray could do differently? What do you think? There's any players that he could play that haven't been playing recently, or do you think he'll stick with the same sort of? think it'll be quite similar to what we've seen under Maloney or do you think Gray will put his own wee spin on things? I think he'll stick with what we saw with Maloney because the players will be used to it. That's a good point, yeah. And Charlie? I think he'll switch it up a bit. I think he'll change the formation. Um, cause what do you think he'll go for? I hope he goes two up top. Uh, and I, I've always liked him with two up top. And I think, I think see if it's Melkerson and James Scott. I'd be happy with that because you saw what James Scott was like against Hearts in the semi. Like he was just, mm-hmm. he just ran. Like, and I know he's not the best player in the world, and I know he's he's not been well received by Hibs fans. But I think if we if we see that sort of determination from him in these next five games, I I think I think he can leave with more of a a positive end to his Hibs time than than he's seen up until now. I think I'd like to see us go. Flat four four two, and just just see how we get on. Yeah, I think Hibs will be. I think Gray. I, I don't really know how we'll play it. I was thinking they might go a wee bit defensive, um. But I think you're right with the four four two. I don't think it'll be similar to what we've seen under Maloney. I just think that Gray will try and play it safe and he'll try not to get beat. Yeah. Um, because if we get beat, then there's a good chance that the club does go into a free fall. And you know it becomes incredibly harder to try and pick up results in the following weeks. Realistically, um, though, I think we just need one win or one draw, and we're safe. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and I think I think there's teams there we should definitely be beating. We should now make a statement to try and go ahead and win all the games. Yeah, which obviously would be amazing. But I think the Livingston away and things like that will be challenging. Um, but the only things that I've noted down here is that the the He's obviously missing seven first-team players, but it's the same we've been missing all, all year, like Nisbet, Doidge, um, McGuinness. Um, yeah, who else is missing? Porches uh, is still Porches, suspended. Porches is suspended. Um, Mitchell's still not quite fully fit, even though he's back training this week. And the other two are just escaping me off the top of my head. But we've got... I, I can't mind who else is out, actually. Not sure, but we've got Bashiri come potentially coming back in and Doig is available again. Do you think they'll both Dre, be in the start? Dre, is, is Dre Wright back? Nah, Dre Wright's still out. That's another one. Aye. I can't there's one more after Dre Wright. I can't think who it is. No. No, I can't so, imagine. Do you think Rocky and Doig will be back in the squad then? Hope one of them's back in. You can probably guess who I who I want. I didn't want to see Rocky put a Hibs jersey on again, to be honest. I think um although to be fair, with Porches out, he probably will play. Yeah. Unless he goes, unless he puts McGinn centre back, 
because McGinn played centre-back for a lot of the season last year and then puts Harry Clark right back. But and then but then you've also, if he's going to football, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to see Rocky play because I think he's a bit of a bomb scare. So are you, are you all out on Rocky then? Is that you had enough of him? I, I don't think... I, th- I don't think he'll play again, which is a shame because I actually think he started well at Hibs, but um, I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to see him play on Saturday. What about you, Jack? What's your thoughts on Rocky? Uh, I'm the complete opposite. I think we should get him on a permanent deal. All right, okay. What's your thinking behind that then? Uh, I, I think he's been a decent centre-back for us and I think he could do some good stuff if he signed on a permanent deal. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of a wee bit more along the thinking of Jack. I, I agree with Jack. I think Rocky's been he's been a bomb scare at times and he's been, you know, there's a lot of things he's done that I think is just due to the lack of experience and I think, you know, he's it's sort of big um he's a big boots to fill in that as well, like with Porteous and that missing out and uh Hamlin as well. I think it's just taken him a wee bit of time to gel. But I think, I didn't think he's bad. I think we've all certainly had worse centre-backs at the club. I think with a wee bit of time and a wee bit more sort of coaching, he could be a decent player for us next season, even if he's not a starter. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't feel too uncomfortable about I think he's also, to his defence, I think he's probably been chucked in a wee bit of the deep end like Melkerson because you remember when, after he played those first two games, we've only said he can't play more than two games and he's played every game since. So, except last weekend, but... Um, I think mm-hmm. I, I I just think just think it's too big of a sort of too big a club for him almost that there's a lot of expectations with Hibs fans that if you didn't meet them then you're sort of done for. Yeah, no, I think uh, I th- I think he's decent. I would I would have him in there running about the squad. I don't know if he'll be there next year now that Maloney's left because I think that was probably a Maloney signing or he was encouraged I, by I... Maloney to sign. Um, so I would be surprised if, if, if he was still there. Um, so, aye, guys, the team's going to be quite difficult to, to pick, but you just want to have a go at it? Jack, you want to mm. suggest yours? You're starting mm. 11, who do you I, I don't know. I yeah, could have played a few players that I think you should play. I think you should play Dabrowski instead of Macy and Goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hmm. I'm I'm not that sure for anyone else. Yeah, I agree. With you. It is quite difficult. I think I think I'm quite similar. I think I'd probably go me. I'd go Macy and goals. Um, Christ Almighty. Centre backs is going to be Hamlin and Rocky, isn't it? Probably put hmm. Doig left back. I probably go Harry. I'm going go Harry Clark. Left mid. Right mid. Right back, um, Cads. probably Cadden. In front of him, I'd have. Um, what do we go in front of him? It is hard to pick, isn't it? Jasper, probably. Probably Jasper if Jasper's fit. Yeah, I don't know if he's fit though. But um, <laughs> probably Jasper. Probably put Stevenson centre mid. We. Um, I don't know. Uh, Newell will be available still. I, I, I think because I think he's. I think he's suspended for the cup next season. Although I've not seen anywhere if that's true or not. Aye, and I don't know. I like I, it's really difficult to pick because I've I've been hopeless out all year. But Aye. I think he might go. I think he might go with two up top. I think the most interesting thing will be to see whether or not James Scott starts again. Aye. Um, Aye. What's your thoughts? Do you think James Scott will get the nod? 
I, I think um I think my team is very similar, Calvin. I think um I'd go I'd go Macy, I'd go Doig left back, Hanlon and probably Rocky. Or McGinn, one of the two. I'd go uh Cadden right back, Jasper right mid, Stevenson and Newell, Harry Clark, and then I'd go Melkerson and James Scott up front. Um and I think I think that team wins on Saturday, I really do. But um that and I hope James, I hope James Scott comes up with a goal to like I really do because I think yeah. you've seen the reaction Dre Wright got when he scored, and I can't sit time castle whatever, but he was brilliant. He got a wee bit confidence after he scored. He was our best player in the park. I think I'd just love to see James Scott get a goal and see what happens for his confidence. I think that's what he's lacking. I think you know he played relatively all right the first couple of games, and he went off the boil having COVID and another illness. And I just think if we can get a goal, then it'd be great. I know I'd, I'd I'd give him a shot as well, and I think he's a. Uh, I think there's a player in there. Mm. I'd maybe I don't know I don't know if I'd be encouraged to keep him next season because he was obviously quite poor. Yeah, uh, his attitude and that at the start with Jack Ross, that so it's quite a big ask to see whether we'd keep him or not. But um, well, that sort of brings us to the end of that. Just a very short, sharp episode. Um, Jack, sort of um, Jack, Jack Gillis has prepared a wee video. Uh, of his thoughts and he'll preview the preview the women's game as well so we'll, we'll go to that as most of you know by now because you've been following me on twitter i am in berlin so can't join the lads on the podcast tonight so i'm heading up to sv empor berlin against tsv ruder in the berlin liga the german sixth tier which right now is a lot more exciting than talking about hibs but obviously um, i thought i'd give my thoughts ahead of the men's game against st Mirren and the girls clash with Partick Thistle. So first of all, the men's game against St Mirren. Obviously, it's deja vu. We're back at David Gray having to take over as interim coach. And surely St Mirren have set some sort of record because one of Eddie May's games was, of course, against St Mirren. That was one of his games as an interim after Neil Lennon. I think that was his first game. So I think St Mirren have set some sort of record for facing Hibs interim coaches because David Gray's back in the hot seat for the game against St Mirren. It's not a one I'm overly confident for, obviously. There's been a lot of turmoil around the club and I think Ron did well in his press conference to sort of clear all that up. For me, there's still a lot of turmoil and that's going to feed back to the players. Um, so, I, I, it's just a game I'm not sure about. I think line-up-wise, I don't think David Gray will massively change the system up. He's not got the scope to, I don't think, because of the injuries that we've got just now. So... I think we'll probably see a similar team to what played Hearts in the semi-final. Um, and I think to beat St Mirren, we just need to put our chance away. I know it sounds really, really simple, but that's what we need to do. We just need to put our chances away and just be that little bit more clinical, have that little bit more of an edge up front. Um, that's what I think we need to do to beat St Mirren. So quick score prediction... I'm going to say 1-1. I think St Mirren will go 1-0 up and we'll equalise. So I think it'll be a draw for David Gray's first game of potentially five in charge. Moving on to the girls, obviously, they're back through at Peters Hill Park to play Partick Thistle, a place that's not been a happy hunting ground for us this season. We've been, I'd say, shocked twice, especially in the Cup quarter final just a few weeks ago there. Um, I think that was a really shocking one. Um you know, so it's not an easy place to go and I think that 5-0 defeat against Rangers will still be fresh in the minds but I'm hoping that we can just get that bit of luck against Partick and get a result against them because we need it at the end of the day. It's all about building momentum and just sort of solidifying fourth and that sort of best of the rest status for me. So again, I can't see Dean really drastically change things. I think Siobhan 
and Cav, of course, the two players that were on suspensions will come back in, and we might, we might see Joel come back as well from her injury. Although I don't know, heard that was maybe a bit longer term than we first thought. So it'll be interesting to see how we line up. But yeah, hopefully we can just beat Partick this time because we've had that hoodoo against them at Peter's Hill Park. We just can't seem to beat them there. But I think the girls will be up for it and put in a performance. Um, so I'm going to say quick score prediction for that. 2-1 Hibs um, in the spirit of the day. 2-1 Hibs. So, yeah, it's um, going to be a difficult weekend for the high bees whilst I'm partying it up in Berlin. Um, so you can keep my eyes on that on Twitter. Right, so thanks to Jack for his thoughts and all that. Even though the big man's living it up in Europe, uh, he still had time to send in a wee video, so we appreciate that. We just um, uh, get get quickly score predictions for the weekend, mate. Right, let's do it. Right, um, Jack, do you want to give your score prediction first, mate? I'm going two 0 Hibs. Two 0 Hibs, Charlie. I am going two one Hibs with the goals coming from Harry Clark and James Scott. I'm going to go one 0 Hibs, and I'll say Mel Chrisum. Who jinx getting the goal, we man? Goals uh, for your score prediction. James Scott and Jasper. Good shouts, good shouts. Right, I'm hopeless that this is the third time we're going to try and bring this into a close. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, it's been a good wee episode. It's been nice jumping on here and your thoughts about sort of Ron Gordon's uh, Q&A, uh, media Q&A with ourselves and other podcasts. And uh, it's been nice having you on, Jack. I'm sure we'll get you back on in the future. And uh, we can hear your thoughts again. It's been nice having you on, mate. Nice chatting to you. And uh, just Quickly, Jack, just remember, remind people the name of your, well, what's your Hibs podcast called and uh, where can they find it? Just remind the, the listeners one more time. It's called The High Bee Chat. You can listen to it on Spotify and uh, you can get it on Instagram. Perfect. Any other thoughts, guys, before we tap out? Uh, we'll, de- we'll definitely be back on Monday and uh, Jack Gillis will be back. No special guest on Monday, Calvin. That'll be strange having... Just us, nah. us three numpties on together, but um, we've got a few in the pipeline, though. We've been speaking to Hibs to get a couple more in the pipeline, so um, they'll be coming really soon, I think. Um, but aye, looking forward to them. Perfect. Until next time, on Hibs.